the Askell Leadership Podcast. Hi, uh, Rachel D'Souza, Children's Commissioner for England. And congratulations on that role, which you've been doing for how long now? Well, I started in March, so it's six months, but it feels like quite a long time, actually. <laughs> We've been doing the big ask and, you know, so it's time has gone quickly. Well, we'll talk about that role because it's an incredibly privileged and exciting one and goodness knows young people need someone who is articulating on their behalf but let's just go back and just get your backstory a little bit okay so i mean i've been a teacher for 30 years um and i got my first headship um in 2006 uh, tony blair sponsored academy um so it was a failing school school that had failed for 20 years plus in um in Luton so it was a real privilege to take that and to really be able to build a team and turn it round. Um, then moved out to Norwich and did another sponsored academy again one taking it from I think it was was you know it wasn't doing as well as it should so again a, a turnaround one um, and then setting up the Inspiration Trust I think for me um, I was watching lots of big national chains come into East Anglia and I thought it'd be great to actually create a chain of, with local trustees who'd lived there for you know lived their lives in the area and a local trust for local children and families which is what we did um, so we grew to 14 schools which was just the right size and it was a range of primaries of secondaries so Great Yarmouth, Thetford, Lowestoft, Norwich um, and some free schools too so uh, yeah no I was watching from over the border in, in Suffolk of course and I remember you articulating that this was not a mission to expand for the sake of expansion and that sense of community was very important to you what about the stepping from being a head to being a kind of ceo how did how did you find that transition yeah that was tough and and um i was one of the early earlier people to do that so we were just it was just as the map model was started to grow but we always had that vision of a middle-sized family of schools in a local area and um basically um we were a team of heads a group of heads i was the ceo um and, and we shared everything so whether that was our budgets, our teachers, our problems, our successes, um, to the extent that, you know, my larger secondaries um, would share their budget and support the primaries on the coast in Yarmouth, but to the tune of, you know, quite a lot, actually. So there was a real family feel um, and a standards feel. We felt there was a job to be done and that Norfolk and uh, and North Suffolk children could do it as well as anyone. And, and that was our mission. Well, as you know, I've, I've worked in rural schools as a head for 15 years and always felt they were misunderstood at the centre. Same with coastal schools which you were taking on there. Let's talk about the Children's Commissioner role then. So for those people who, uh, if, if they don't know what it is, give us a flavour of what the remit is of Children's Commissioner for England. OK, so, I mean, the Children's Commission's role um, grew out of that terrible, the terrible murder and death of Victoria Climbier. So it, it grew out of that need for a safeguarding role at a very senior level and the desire for that never to happen again. And the role really is the, the sort of... Um, a, a, a role that is about support, promoting and protecting the rights of children but about being the voice of children um, looking out for children whether that's with government whether that's with public sector uh, with children themselves one of the most sort of one of the biggest responsibilities and the one I take the most seriously is asking children what their views are and communicating with them um, you know in terms of things decisions that have been made about them because you know it's actually quite hard to see sometimes where those things are done a great one would be um, off course new new announcement on exams 
the first thing I did was talk to Joe Saxton, the new head of Ofqual, and say, right, how are we going to talk to children about this and young people about this? And that's what I see the role has been, the voice of children, and always the most vulnerable at the heart of that, because and, they're the ones that need it most. And an extraordinary time to do that, because children have been characterised as victims all the way through this, and I think often they will object to this idea that they are victims, and then sometimes they will think, yes, we have been. So you did this huge survey that crashed the DfE w- w- website because so many people responded to it. <laughs> What were, children, what, what were children saying to you? What were the themes? Jeff, it was so salutary and such a privilege to get those responses. So over half a million responses, which is the biggest survey ever, survey response ever of children in England, and we think in the world. And, and what I was so struck by was A, um, that how much they wanted to not be seen as a lost generation, a snowflake generation, have all those negative depictions. You know, my view is, and I've tried to characterise them as a heroic generation, almost like a sort of, you know, it, they've gone through something, the toughest thing, I'd say, since the evacuation in the Second World War for children. So, but, but you know what? Um, it's great to have been heroic during that lockdown period, but we shouldn't expect them to be heroic now. And now's the time we need to get behind them and support. And that's what they've asked for. So most of them are happy. They've told us that. Most of them are incredibly ambitious. They've got, they want great jobs and careers. That's one of the biggest things they want. They want a greener, fairer future. And they are active and activist and, you know, really fantastic in that area. But in terms of support, what they've told me is, you know, they, they, okay, they know they have to work hard to pass their exams to get those great jobs, but they want the support to get there. And lots of them, you know, we had children, 78,000 children with additional needs responded, 2,800 children from Gypsy Roma backgrounds, um, 3,800 children in care, you know, massive responses from groups of children telling us what they need and that, that they really are crying, like, we'll work hard, we'll roll our sleeves up, but give us the support we need to be successful. They also identified mental health is quite a key issue um, and particularly older teenage girls in t- so most 80% happy or okay but 20% and it's the highest issue um, for young people and particularly teenagers so part of that is the coming out of lockdown and just the getting back to normal and all the anxieties that caused um, but you know and, and I think there's lots we can do about that both in schools but also roll out mental health support teams for the NHS getting digital counselling going and helping children they want to know how to help themselves and and they had lots of ideas about that Um, but you know there is also a serious issue around CAMS and sorting that out and of course you know one of the things they raised was about social media and how that affects their particularly those older teenage girls how that affects their self-image and their happiness so i think there's something really important there we need to work on absolutely let's just finish just on that that question because one of the things you've done right from the beginning is to demonstrate that you're going to be part of taking on the responsibilities we think that some of those big tech companies should have where there is just a kind of wild west isn't there of young people just being able to see all kinds of things that frankly no one should be seeing absolutely jeff and we've got a we've got a massive opportunity with the online safety bill coming coming through parliament so um government asked me to look at how we could in relation to that anything we could recommend in terms of keeping children safer online so we've taken that really seriously i've had the adult companies in i've had the tech companies in and i'm pushing them really hard these are major global 
businesses and they should be doing more they should be cleaning up the act you know getting stuff off there they should be making sure our younger kids are not on there do you know that like 61 percent of 11 to 13 year olds have their first experience of pornography on social media they shouldn't even be on there um, so there is, you know, I'm a great proponent of age verification and I'm pushing very hard for that. And I think, honestly, we will look back and be horrified what we allowed our young people to experience. And one of the things I'm doing is getting 16 to 21 year olds to actually write guidance for parents and young people about what they wish their parents or, or their younger selves had known about social media. And trust me, that generation is not going to allow this to continue. They are unequivocal. This needs sorting out. So I, I'm really backing them and I hope that all your listeners will, will help too on this one. Someone on a mission, Rachel D'Souza, thanks so much. The Ask Old Leadership Podcast.